Welcome to the PM Growth Experts podcast show, where Darren Hunter, Michael Sands, and Dennis Youssef from Inspired Growth Training interview the top global property management growth experts and share with you their strategies so you can get the same successful results. For 10 effective scripts that beat just about every fee objection that'll ever be asked by a prospective property owner, go to pmgrowthexperts.com. Hi everyone, Darren Hunter here. Before we get into our podcast, just want to do a quick shout out for Inspection Manager. What an amazing inspection app platform that they have. And they're really excited at the moment with their tenant assisted routine inspections, where your tenants in the convenience of their own time frame and in the convenience of their rental property, they can be getting you through the app inspections, um, their own inspection or their own photos that they've done. Now this is going to help you, particularly if you're in lockdown, but what we've also found as businesses have come out of lockdown, um, they've found that perhaps they can do maybe one or even two of these inspections a year, aside from scheduling their normal routine inspections. The next step, really go and have a demo, have a look for yourself and make a decision where this could actually work for you too. So go to inspectionmanager.com, request a demo and check it out. Hi everyone, Darren Hunter here and I am with Dennis Youssef. We are Inspired Growth Training and today for our PM Growth experts show we have a real growth expert a guest a guy that we've known for i don't know how many years now steve rosenberg who is based in houston texas of the united states and steve you are a multifaceted superman superhero guy right now you've got many different roles in fact um, your role which you're playing right now which is a part-time role you actually are uh, a pilot for um, United Airlines, and you're currently yeah. on your layover, locked in a room um, in San Paulo uh, in Brazil. So uh, I know you do those routes regularly, um, but also you are head of education, which is the investor education side of things at Mind Property Management. Um, and you also run your own Steve Rosenberg brand as well for investment education in the United States. Um, now, Steve, before we get started, um, it, it's been a while now. Again, how long since you were with Empire Industries? Uh, we sold the company. The sale transaction date was October 1st, 2019. So just over yeah. a year. And I think at one stage, I remember you guys were growing um, the fastest um, with uh, rent roll growth in Texas um, at that time as well. So you sold up, um, you and Pete sold up uh, in October 2019. Congratulations. So um, I, yeah, I just want to say welcome to this. I'm really looking forward to getting this done and doing a Grow 100 challenge with you. And before we get to that, I just want to do a quick um, shout out. Uh, I mean, one of the biggest problems in property management today, I hear this line all the time, and Dennis, you probably hear it too. You speak to a, a boss on the phone and they say, um, when we get the lead, we know how to convert it. Is just that we don't get enough leads. It seems to be the biggest issue out there. And so we've produced um, some of, it's actually Dennis's best training on 30 different ways to get more property management leads. And remember even Dennis on here on this training, um, one of them, you found an extra 80 leads a month just by a simple settings change in the back of your property marketing portal. Now we've got this training available for free. It is actually worth 
Um, if we sold this training at our normal price, it's probably around about five hundred to a thousand dollars. If you implement what you learn and um, what you'll learn on here, well, you can turn that now into hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, but it's only going to be, um, it, it is for free. If you're happy to pay our shipping cost of $15 to get it to you, um, then simply go to pmexperts.com. That's pmexperts.com. Order your, this is a, just a USB. It's got our training on it. We've also got some heavy data PowerPoints on here too. This is why we have to get this out to you. Um, anyway, um, Dennis, I probably talked too much. You have. It's four minutes in and I haven't said a word. But I reckon this is like crazy, isn't it? <laughs> it's like, shut up, Darren. Let's get into this thing, right? <laughs> well, okay. I'll tell you what. Let's just launch because we want to do this. And okay, cut so, me off. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'll cut you off just for a sec because you're going to run most of this get show. Married. Anyway, so I'm, I'm getting my bit out of the way. Um, okay, so for our listeners and our audience out there, it's pretty simple. We want to do what's called a Grow 100 Challenge. And look, have you ever seen the Bear Grizz? Um, episodes on TV. Bear Grizz, he, he flies into a remote location. It could be a jungle. It could be a tropical island. It could be a desert. And he's got no food, no way to survive. They drop him in and using the knowledge that he has built over a lifetime, he gets out of every situation alive by finding food, finding, you know, finding water, finding all of those things, finding the resources that he needs and gets out. I thought, what a great concept to put into um, rent roll growth. So Steve, the challenge is um, if, you know, all these amazing things that you're doing, let's say that you are no longer working as an airline pilot. Let's say all the planes are grounded. So you can't earn any money there. And let's say that, um, you know, you're no longer at mine property management and you have to grow a hundred doors in 12 months, period. Otherwise, financially, you're going to be in a bad place. Now, using the knowledge that you've got, that you've developed, and also, we're going to have a zero to maybe a tiny little budget to do it. How would you grow 100 doors or 100 properties in the next 12 months? Sure. Well, uh, the first thing I would do is, as you guys know, know me from the Empire days, I'm a big believer, as you guys are, in video content creation. And so the first thing that I think I would do is I would take my little phone here and I would start pushing out as much content as I can to become a known influencer in the industry. So what I would probably do is, since I don't have any doors, so I have nothing else to do all day, I would do at least one video a day. So I'd have 365 videos by the time the year is up, okay? Uh, I would take those videos, I would discuss pain points for new investors, experienced investors, uh, you know, reluctant landlords, whatever their problems are, um, I would take that information and I would start making video content to be the solution to their problems. So I would try to market myself uh, as the known educator, if you will. Then what I would do is I would take those videos, uh, I would do what's called waterfalling them, I would slice up the content and start pushing them out on all the social media channels that I can. So whether it's TikTok, you know, Snapchat, I don't, I don't care what it is. If there's eyeballs on it, I would be pushing it out. LinkedIn, anywhere, um, because they're all free. So, so far, this has cost me zero dollars. Um, if I wanted to do any keyword or SEO, that's another conversation. But you can get enough if I do it in volume uh, in, in that. Then what I would do is I would approach every large influencer in the real estate industry that has a large following on social media 
and I would try to do some kind of trade giveaway where I would promote their brand or anything they have. And as a special giveaway, they could maybe promote maybe some of my forms that people can download for free on my website. So I'd be trying to get traffic to my website. Normally when you do this law of reciprocity of I'll do something for you if you do something for me, most people are open to doing that as long as the content is relevant and it's hitting the same target market. Um, so I would do everything I could on the social media side and the video content side to slice up those videos as much as I can. I would try to squeeze as much juice out of that video orange as possible with all the channels hitting on all cylinders. And I would be ever omnipresent. So I would kind of create my own ecosystem of, of content as the known expert that eventually they're gonna know who I am because every day they're gonna see a video from me. And so by that, it's, you know, it's a, as you know, it's a slow boil of momentum, but once that momentum gets going, that keeps going and going and going. And then as I started getting some revenue in, then maybe I start putting some dollars towards some ad spend, um, pay-per-click or other things to get people there. So everything I would do is the educational side of video content. So that's, that's probably the first thing I would do because that to me is the low hanging fruit and it's the easiest and Still, I haven't spent any, I spent zero dollars on that to get some brand authority. Yeah, great point. I mean, Steve, videos, we all know the power of videos. You, you know, Empire Industries had a massive library on it. We've had you speak at, um, you know, my very first two-day conference back in 2016. And, and, and we're talking yeah. about videos. That, that's, you know, over four years ago, you know. Yeah. Um, and your team also won awards as well, which was uh, which was fantastic. You know, you one of the things that um, you know back then we're pushing video. I've been pushing video since two thousand and thirteen. You know, and and beyond because I attended an event and we had an American come over and say, Todd Breen, guys, you've got to get into video. So uh, you know, I jumped on board straight away, and and success comes when you implement. And, and videos. You know, you, you brought up TikTok, you brought up, all, you know, all of the avenues and you do have to be on me present and everywhere. And TikTok and video, it's, it's the highest search. Everyone's watching video. Everyone is looking to video. We are a lazy society. We would rather watch a video than read an article. Darren, when was the last time you even... <clears throat> produced an article we don't I, do it anymore I, i'm just saying this and I, I i wanted to allow dennis you to jump in because i've dominated so far but i i you know steve you are a real advocate for video training and and top of mind and understanding the importance of pain points and all of those things and i do remember now with with you know um fondness looking at your um, your Empire Industries website, which I'm assuming is now being switched off because it's no more. And um, all those that content was just so much content. And yet you've gone straight to a strategy that I know works. Mm -hmm. You know works. It's free. It requires a bit of time. That's it. Um, it is very effective because my whole career um, as a trainer and consultant, as an authority, um, in the industry, all of those things has been built on this stuff. And we've been screaming at Dennis, like how long and still how many agencies out there are actually doing it? That's the crazy thing. Is it, is it, you know, people are listing this going, Oh, you know, a, a thousand doors. Wow. I'm going to listen. 
And yet the first strategy that straight, straight off the rank, you wouldn't have gone to the least effective strategy. You would have gone to the strongest effective strategy. And yet people are thinking now, oh, really? Video? Yeah, but everyone's got a phone, yeah. right, Steve? You know, <laughs> people that are watching, you know, this podcast as well, because it is available um, to, to watch it. He picked up his phone and he held it up, right? Steve, we have all got a device that we can easily just pick up a phone because it, it's the content. It's not the quality. Although the, the new iPhones, the amazing, yeah. uh, you know, amazing can, technology. Can I just add too about production? And, and, and Steve, look, I know that you do some really polished production videos, which are great. And that's what you're pumping out at the moment as part of your... Um, you know, your Steve Rosenberg brand. And for people out there, if you do want to see, just go to Steve Rosenberg um, and the spelling will be on the on the actual podcast. <laughs> At a time where I just got me those at B-U-R-G or B-E-R-G, but uh, steverosenberg.com, just go there and have a look. But the point is, uh, if you actually look at this video, you might be listening to an audio podcast on Spotify or iTunes, or you could be watching the video version of this. You've, you've probably seen Steve... His audio is fine, but a couple of times um, his video stalled, um, but he's in a poorly lit room. Um, but all of that doesn't matter no. because it's the information that people listen to. So what we've learned at IGT is what I call a strategy called crappy videos. Crappy videos work. And um, I, I would rather sit here in a chair, pull out my iPhone, do a video with my backdrop of my wall, um, with no polished production, a little bit of shaky in there or whatever, and I can have a brilliant message and I know that I'll get thousands of people look at that video than going and spending hundreds or thousands of dollars on a, on a, a polished video production with you know green screens and white screens and all of this hoo-ha. Um, and I know that polished production, automatically people will probably not want to watch it because it's just too artificial. Not genuine. And, and I think there's a I think there's a, a time and place for polished content and spending the money, um, and I and I have that. I mean, I, I've gone to Los Angeles and with a film crew and done some very polished professional stuff. But that's not for this. That that is that is more in the funnel. This is top of the funnel. This is social engagement. Mm. And I think what you know what you guys are saying, which I think is very relevant, is that success leaves clues, and it is a recipe just like baking a cake. They've baked the same cake. Dennis has baked the same cake for seven years, right? I've been doing it for probably a very similar amount of time. It is very boring. It's the same recipe. We bake the cake. You don't put the frosting on first and then put it in the oven. You bake the cake the same way. Part of being successful is baking cake. Part of baking cake is the ingredients. And one of the main ingredients is video content production to be a brand authority, to be an educational leader, and to bring that across so that you are a differentiator in the market. I'll tell you what, the fact that people are not doing it makes me even more excited because I just think to myself, I wouldn't stop at 100. I'd probably be at 200 because I love the fact that people tell me what I can't do yeah. and they tell me how it won't work because that just means all I need is one person, if I'm helping them or whatever, to show them how it works. So I would look at it more of a different way. Instead of working with the people that don't want to do it, I would say, I just want a couple of people that want to do it and let's dominate in this industry because all the other people are lazy and they're trying to tell me what doesn't work when we all know it works. Mm. Um, so you guys have a successful recipe. It's very successful. It works. Anyone who's worked with you knows that it works. If they choose to tell themselves a story, 
I mean, look, with my company, it worked. Um, and, you know, my website is still up. The Empire website is up still that you can, you can actually see all the video. I mean, I think I had 30, 40 pages of content. Yeah, yeah, which was yeah. So well, what is videos. that video? What is that website? Uh, it should be Industries. up if you go to M try empireindustriesllc.com. That, that yeah. may pop up. Yeah, Empire uh, it's Industries. A, it's a company. Yeah, Empire Industries LLC. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. So that's the first thing I would do. You asked, you said there was three, right? So the, the second thing that I would do, again, and, and it, there's no money involved in it, uh, is I would go after realtors. So, and I know Australia, I, I'm very familiar, and I know it's different than the U.S., obviously, but, um, you know, the majority of realtors do not work with investors. They don't think they do. I would create an agent referral program to have realtors come and refer their investors to me. I would go every single day to another office. I would sit down with the head broker or principal of the office, and I would explain to him that the average investor owns three to five properties on average, and that average investor sells those properties statistically on year three, year five, and year seven. So essentially, the agent is missing out on close to six transactions with mm -hmm. one investor, as opposed to buying a regular home buyer or regular home seller a property and getting one transaction. So when you look at the acquisition cost of that client, they are paying astronomically higher money to get one transaction than to get six. But where it's relative is to the broker because the broker makes a percentage off of what all these agents do. So I would go and sit down with the broker and I would start doing educational uh, seminars, if you will, to the agents and every single day I would be sitting again I've got nothing else to do I have no doors right so I should be a marketing machine at this point top of the funnel I would sit down with every single office that will let me come in I would say let me come and speak to your realtors and let me explain to them why they should be referring clients to a management company and not doing it to themselves now a lot of the realtors are going to tell you they don't work with investors what they don't realize is that 72 percent of the people that buy their first investment property do not use the realtor that helped them buy their first live-in house because they have a messaging problem. So much like Dennis talks about, a simple, one simple message of saying, hey, if you've ever thought of increasing your net worth and owning real estate as an investment property, I can help you. And I tell them, if you go into your CRM, if they have a CRM, most don't, as we know, if you go into your CRM and you start reaching out to all these investors that maybe bought a three, four, five hundred thousand $500,000 house, what are the odds that they have some extra liquid capital or maybe retirement that they want to put towards an investment when they realize the stock market is not giving them the return? What are the odds that someone says, you know, I know something real estate, maybe I want to buy something. And the problem is they don't use you, the agent, to buy the property. They say, oh, I helped you. You helped me buy my house I live in. This is an investment property. This is different. So they have a messaging problem. Now, what they don't realize is that every investor, you know, birds of a feather flock together, right? Yeah. 5.7 referrals statistically for every investor that hangs around with other investors. So now that broker is not just losing six transactions. They're losing 30 transactions on, on average. I mean, I get it's different. Mm. So now by their agents thinking that they're not working with investors, they're already working with investors. They're just not saying the right messaging to them. 
And then what I would do is the way that I would pay them is I would pay them on performance basis. And what I mean by that is I would give them 20% referral fee every year for what I made. It would be good for one year. They'd get a one year, 20%. Now you may ask, why do I give them so much? 20% of management fee collected. I don't pay them until I start making money on my management fee. So if it's sitting vacant, I'm not making money, you're not making money. I start making money on the management fee, you start making money. 20% of my fee. The reason you do it in percentages is realtors think in percentages because realtors get a percentage of the, of the sale. They get here in the US, they normally get 6% or 3% and they split 3% of the other side. So they're thinking 3%, 6%. So when I tell them we will pay you 20%, they're going, holy moly, 20%, I only get 6% on the transaction. And all you have to do is make the introduction, help them. You can help them do the purchase. I will help them on the management. And then if they ever want to sell, I will refer them back to you for the sale. So you're getting the front end, you're getting the back end. Let me build my business model based solely on managing the asset. I do what I do best. You do what you do best. You don't have to worry about the liability. You don't have to worry about the headache, the frustration. You let me do what I do, manage the asset. And now you have a trusted partner that you can refer to. So again, that costs me zero dollars to do. I haven't spent any money because I'm not paying for any sandwiches or something to feed the agents. But other than that, I'm not paying any money because until I, until I earn a dollar, they don't get their 20 cents. So that's the second thing that I would do. Yeah, look, the, the great points on that. And yes, it is done a little bit different in the US compared to Australia. But um, what, what you're doing there, Steve, just to help with the Australians, the Kiwis, the British and everyone out of the country that's listening in, that that's, that's Steve, you know, working with sales only offices. So uh, yes, a, a lot of the um, uh, agents in America, there are a lot of people that do manage properties, but a lot of them don't do it well either. So Steve putting his hand up saying, we are the markets, we are the best, we will take care of all of the hard stuff. So he's, he's reminding them and showing them through his educational videos that it's a pain in the butt to manage properties. Hey, let us do it for you because we're the experts, you know, so, um, and, and it's mastered. And, and Steve, you're doing education evenings, right, to the realtors. You're educating them yep. how they can then focus. You're basically like an outsourcing company of property management for, for the other realtors. Hey, let us take care of all of the pain points. You focus on your sales. You focus on your big dollars. You know, And by the way, and, I will give these dollars back to you when they want to sell. Exactly. And one of the what's interesting is I used to go into offices that they had their own in-house management company. And they said, you know what? They're pretty crappy. I'd actually like to send them to you if that's okay. And I said, you know what? That's between you guys. I'm totally fine with that. If, you know, I don't want to cause any votes. And they were like, you know what? We like the competition. We like to have some, some ability to give them, you know, so yeah. just because they have an in-house management firm doesn't mean you can't go in there and shake some hands. And oh. I got, you know, I, I would actually go take a step further and I would get certified by the state, wherever I am to teach educational classes. Because when you're at the front of the stage, and you're teaching, you're the expert. When you're the expert, you're known and you're trusted. So they're going to trust you when you're certified. Again, cost you nothing, but now you can say, I'm a certified teacher for realtors. And you have a captive audience. They have to get their license renewals and all that kind of stuff. You're teaching the class. And by the way, then you go into the education side. And I'm not selling my services, but when I'm up front teaching the class, they're going to go, well, why don't I just give it to you? You obviously know what you're doing. 
oh, that's an idea. We could do that. Yeah, well, they get drawn to you, right, which is really good. And, and, and just to add to um, what you were also saying, you know, one thing that, and I'm glad you brought it up, it's, it's a great topic. A lot of people, Steve, they say, oh, but, you know, that I can't go talk to the other sales agents because they've, they've got a property management department um, in their firm. You know, we're seeing a lot of sales agents referring business in and out. They don't trust Absolutely. their own processes. And they're driven by, and you talked about it, obviously everyone that's listening in, you put this into your own legislation on referrals and stuff. But Steve's going, we're going to give you 20%. They're driven by dollars, right? They're yep. driven by dollars and, and trust is huge. Videos gives them trust. Seeing you on stage, being the expert is trust. And people get drawn to you when they see that success as well. So two amazing tips that you brought up there, which is um, brilliant. Some some great info, um, Steve. I'm I'm excited to hear what the third one is, buddy. I'm I'm ready and raring, you know. So um, let's bring it on. Like I mean, we're already at 200 properties, right? <laughs> and we're yeah. already at tip number so, two. Hi everyone, Michael from Teams by Design. We've just recently launched our after our phone service. What that means for you is we can now answer your phone calls from 5 p.m. Monday through Friday and all day Saturday and Sunday. We can help you with inquiries such as property inquiry, leasing inquiry, maintenance support and new business inquiries. So please make sure you head to teamsbydesign.com, leave your information, we'll arrange a Zoom and catch up and show you how we can help you through this. The next, the, the last thing I would do, since again, I've got nothing else going on because I'm just walking around the streets with sandwiches, giving them to agents all day, <laughs> is I would start, I would start popping, I would start marketing to property management companies for them to sell me their company as an owner finance situation so that they would carry the note, be the bank, and they would sell me their company. So I'll, I'll give you an example. Here in the US, uh, and I don't know exactly what the number is, but for a while, the average age of a property management company owner was about 57 to 59 years old. Wow. That's close to retirement, okay? So again, I would, I would go and talk to them and see if they're interested in selling. I would look for people that have bad business bureau reviews. I would look for companies that have bad Google reviews. I would look for companies that are evicting their residents all the time, because these are probably unhappy people. And we know that when there's chaos going on, you're not making money. So I would come in, I would talk to them, and I would see if they would be interested in selling me their company. So I'd buy the doors from them, but I would do it through an owner finance note that they would carry the note. And basically I would have a, I would have a closeout that once I got to a certain amount of revenue. So by doing that, I would get an influx of cash so I could take that cash and push it back into the marketing dollars. But basically they're giving me the money. Um, I've got a business already. It's just run incorrectly. Now, obviously that, now you got to make sure you know how to turn a business around. If you know how to do that, it's great. Um, but again, there are a lot of people that were owner finance because they want the monthly revenue of me making payments to them. Mm -hmm. And so just like how people buy an investment property and you go, why don't, why do these people rent a property when they could just buy a house? Same thing with selling a business. Some people are just done and tired of battling it out. So if I say, listen, you can still own it. I'm buying it from you. You will get payments every month. You will get a standardized payment structure. We will do in three or four years, we'll refinance it out. I will get a regular loan and I will cash you out. Until then, you have a nice stable supply without the headache and frustration. Uh, here we call them sunsetting people, basically people that want to retire. They don't, what do you do with your company? Many people are very happy to keep that revenue stream coming in without the headache. So 
So that's, that's the last thing that I would do. I would, I would aggressively go after every property manager. I would just do a Google search of every property management company. I would start with the horrible ones and I would just keep working my way up. You look for the chaos and then, and then look for the opportunity. I think that's great. I think Dennis, mm -hmm. we've got deja vu happening here. We do. We with, do have deja uh, vu. The UK episode, we did a couple of episodes back. Just have a look at that and look for Sally and Kate uh, from Agent Rainmaker. They had similar. There's plenty of businesses out there in pain because they just don't know how to do property management properly. And look, I guess if you don't know how to do property management properly, don't do it at all because it's like a beast. And it will completely become untamed, uh, chaotic. It will destroy your life. Uh, and it's just not worth doing property management by halves. You don't, you don't, property management will find you out. If you think that you can do it properly as something on the side, it ain't going to happen. And there's plenty of businesses out there. As you said, Steve, they're, they're done. They're just sick and tired of the chaos. They want their life back. They're looking for a good way out. Um, and uh, that there is certainly an opportunity there um, in, around, you know, looking and doing a deal with someone that just wants an escape plan. But of course, you're taking on that. You're now taking a lot of the stress and you've got some fires to put out and some work to do um, to, uh, to, to remove and undo the mistakes that have been maybe in place for three years. Uh, but uh, I, I, absolutely a genuine opportunity there. Yeah, yeah and, it, you know, statistics. Okay. I was just gonna say, you know, what, what a lot of people don't understand is, you know, when, when you're negotiating in a deal in a transaction, it's price or term. So they're giving you the terms so you can pay, you can pay. Now, obviously you want, you want to get it as cheap as possible with the best terms, but the reality is, is you're going to get one or the other. So you say, listen, I can give you the price, but I need you to help me on the terms. I need you to give me a payment relief so that I can afford this so that I don't have to put a down payment down or a large down payment. You carry the note. So Again, it's price and terms. You can pay a little bit more because you're not, maybe I, I don't have to come out of pocket anything. I just assume the notes and what's, you know, the, 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 uh, the cost of goods and everything on the P&L. And now I'm, I'm in the game and I'm the owner now. And that happens more often than people think. I love when people tell me you can't do that. People don't do that. I think, really? Good to know. You just keep saying that to yourself because I will keep doing what I'm doing then. Yeah, but, you know, it's one of those interesting things, Steve, as you know, you know, you, you, you're a mindset trainer and, and, you, and you love the mindset thing. The people that are giving you that advice and say you can't do it, that their mindset is stuck here. And that's why their business is here. Right. They're the, the people that aren't doing the videos. They're not implementing the things. They don't have the confidence. They're not out on stage. They're not out there networking. You know, so they're stuck there. So, uh, and that's okay. We need people like that in our lives so we can continue to drive and be successful, you know, and they're the ones that motivate us to, to, to push even further. It's true though, isn't it? Your mindset, really, your current results is because of your current mindset. Um, it's true, isn't it? And, and mm -hmm. therefore you want different results. You've got to change your mindset and you've got to move up. And, uh, and I'm glad it's something that I know I've been, you know, very persistent on the last few years, absolutely with Dennis and Steve, you're exactly the same. And it's a bit lonely at the top, isn't it? Because most people are very, very dedicated, incredibly committed to just being mediocre. Um, and so if that's where all the traffic is at mediocre land, um, it's not hard to just put that extra work and fly above the storm clouds. I think, um, Steve, uh, is this a good analogy in a plane that um, is it, would you rather be flying through the storm clouds and through the bump, 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 or you just push that, but put the pedal to the metal and put it on the gas and push it above the, the cloud line where the, the jet stream is and it's just 
you know, is, is that a pretty good analogy from a non-pilot to a pilot? <laughs> it, it's close. It's close. I, what I will say is that, you know, the reality is, is whatever got you to where someone is in life, you're at this level. That is not going to get you to here. So you have got to change your mind. You've got to change your thought patterns. You've got to change your beliefs. Sometimes you've got to change the people you hang around with. I mean, just watching these podcast shows, I'm sure are helping hundreds and thousands of people think differently. And it's where, you know, what's interesting is, is all of the people watching this show have success. They've had success in their life, but they're looking for more success. Yeah. And it's not big, big swings and pivots. It's just, and, and this is a pilot term, it's just small course corrections. It's just small one to two degrees. It's changing one thing of saying, you know what, I'm going to do one video a day. Maybe I'll do one video a week. It's just small. It's not like, okay, it's kind of like when people decide they're going to lose weight and on January 1, they're out on this beach and they're running. And then by January 3rd, they're like, F that. I ain't doing that anymore. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like you start with walking a block, then you walk two blocks, then you walk five blocks, then you jog a little. Yeah. It's small course corrections. And so if you want to get to the next level of where you want to go, you have to change your mindset and you've got to change your perception because your perception is your reality. Yeah. And that is the biggest challenge people have. Steve, I, I, one of the best books that I've read in probably my first five years as a trainer was a book called Flight Plan by Brian Tracy. And the point is, you know, how does an aircraft take off from New York, you know, um, JFK off the runway and then land within the right, you know, within a millimeter at the right spot on the runway in Los Angeles? How does that occur? And of course, we got the marvels of GPS and all of that. But it's, as you said, it's all those little course corrections along the way that allows that aircraft to land exactly where it needs to be at exactly the same point on the runway. Otherwise, lives are at stake. Mm -hmm. um, and it is those little course corrections along the way. It's not a big shift, is it? And, and it's just, just learning. And sometimes for me, a little course correction, Dennis, recently on our one day event, um, a little course correction, changing two slides and getting an epiphany um, took our results from here to here. Um, just a little course correction made a massive difference. And it does. And, and can I just add to all of what we're saying here? Everyone's opinionated. Everyone's got their, their, their you know, their, their blockage of why you shouldn't do something. If, if Steve, you know, came to me and said, you know, Dennis, I think, you know, I don't think you should do this or, you know, because of this, this and this. It's always important to take in what people are saying around you, but look at their success. Look at what they've done. Are they the expert in what you're trying to do? Have they got your vision, your goals? If they don't, take it in, accept it, but search and go find the expert in that field and take advice from somebody who's actually done where you want to go. You know, and that's, you know, listening to these podcasts, listening to what Steve's done, listening to all of these other experts that we get on these shows, they've done it. They've walked the shoes. They've grown 100 plus doors in short periods of time. So listen to them. Don't listen to that person who says, oh, you shouldn't be a BDM. You shouldn't go out on your own. Don't do it. It won't work. I've seen other people try and do it. That's them. That's not your success. So always reach and, and, and take in who is giving you the advice, you know. Uh, so it's exciting. And sometimes people give you the advice because they don't want to see you being successful as well. And Steve, you said it. We lose our friends. We have to get those toxic people away from us. 
you know, surround yourself with those like-minded people that want to grow and be on your journey. Can I, can I also say, yeah. um, you know, th there's a real problem with this podcast. The biggest problem is it's free. And because we're delivering this information for free, people lowball it or provide, don't look at it with any value because they got it for free. But here is the deal, Steve. I know with you, we, we talked about this several weeks ago. I gave you the Grow 100 Challenge, what the ingredients are, which is you, you got zero properties. You've got to start from scratch. You got no budget to little budget. So we've got something, maybe a little bit of gas in the tank, all right? But only using what you now know what three strategies would you use to get to 100? And I know, Steve, from who you are, what you train, stuff that we've done together, national tours that we have done together, all of that stuff, you've got 50 ways. But out of those 50 ways, you chose those three. And I bet you didn't go, ah, oh, the podcast is free. So I'm going to find the three strategies that suck. I'm not going to give... No, you would have gone to what is going to get the best result the most gold in the shortest um, possible time. And I know that if people had to pay $10,000 to listen to what you just said, they would be stopping this video, going back, writing everything that you, you down, doing all research because they got to get their return. So people don't just lowball and no value what Steve's just talked because you got this for free. That again is a mindset issue that you need to um, understand that just implement what we're teaching and you will get amazing results. So I just thought I'd drop that one in. Yeah, well said. Yeah. And let me just say, you know, just something that you had mentioned, Dennis, I think is important. Um, you know, as little kids, we're always told that we can do whatever we want to do. We can be whatever we want to be. If we want to be an astronaut, an Olympic athlete, you tell your kids, you can do whatever you want. Just work hard and try. And at some point in our lives, we go from being told we can do whatever we want to saying, I think I'm going to get a job as a BDM in real estate or start a property management company. And they go, don't do that. That's stupid. You'll lose all your money. Don't, that's the worst thing you could ever do. And I always wonder at what point does that transition happen from being told I could do whatever I want to do to being told, no, don't do it. And, and Dennis, you, you hit the nail on the head. People don't like to see other people succeed past them. It's like pulling crabs in a bucket. They would rather pull you down than to see you excel because what that does is that shines a light on them to say, you know what, maybe I need to get off my butt and maybe I need to start doing something too, because that person did it. And I've been in real estate longer than them. I've been in a PM company longer than them. I've this, you know, I think one of the worst challenges that, that people have is they get in their own head and they talk themselves into and out of things and they have this self-talk that goes on before anything ever happens and they never, they, they fail to launch. And you and I, we all know, look, we've all started and failed many, many times over in everything that we've done, but that doesn't make us failures. The fact that we kept going by definition means we were not failures. Had we said, you know what, if Dennis would have went on his first listing way back in 20, I don't know, 1980 or whenever he started, <laughs> uh, <it> would, <laughs> but you know, if he would have started right then, he would have never had the success that he's endured and everything from there because he failed. He was a failure, but he didn't. I'm sure he had listings that he did not get, yeah, right? He but he kept going. And, and I think we all have, look, we've all had failures at, at something that we've done, but it's the, again, I go back to the people the, the words we tell ourselves 
the thoughts in our head, the people we hang around with, that is so toxic if you let that. It is so easy to let one bad person cancerous and just erode all of your hopes and dreams so that they don't have to look themselves in the mirror and say, I should be doing the same thing. And they'd rather you say, yeah, forget it. You're right. Yeah. So you really got to be careful. You've got, you've got to have those blinkers on, right? You've got to have the fog lights on, what to go through, what not to. It was only a few weeks ago I actually shared um, a Facebook post where I was being ridiculed by my own staff in the office I was working at because of the wording I was using. I was using executive wording in, to a potential landlord saying, you know, we'll get the marketing agent out there. And they put a post on social media having a go at me using it. I was the marketing agent. But I was, using, I was using the words perception, you know, because the owner said to me, the potential analyst said, what happens? What's the next step? Well, the first step is once we get these authorization forms done, uh, we, we will get our marketing agent out there. With the photographer. Like, yeah, whatever, right? I'm Because we were a small company, I was using these words. And, and, you know, if I let them get at me, I use that as motivation. I just shook my head and say, you guys have got no idea where I'm going, you know? And, and again, even... Yep. You know, so many times I would say, you know what, I'm going to be up on stage. I'm going to teach one day. Oh, you couldn't do that, Dennis, blah, blah, blah. You know what? You just use it. Same with having other consultants tell me that I wasn't going to be successful. Even agents, when I first started as a BDM, what would Dennis know? He's just a fruit oak. I love it. If that's all they've got, words, look out world, right? Let, let's jump ahead and, and take charge. And um, Steve, I remember I, I started training Empire Industries and you told your BDM, good luck. She won't beat your numbers. And she beat your numbers, right? But you did that to give her motivation, right? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, that's what it's all, you know, so, um, which is gold, but you know, you've got to have the fog lights on. Look to the people who have had success and follow their lead. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's awesome. That's yeah. Awesome. So, mate, three awesome tips. And I love the tips because um, they're so simple. You know, you explain it so well as well. You've given some awesome feedback. Video is absolutely amazing. Networking with other realtors and then and finding those um, other agents that have got their pain points. And all three areas are pain points in people's lives that you're you've got the confidence to, to, to go forth and be successful. So well done, Steve. Appreciate your feedback and, and tips on this. It's really good. We, we, need, Thank to you. Wrap, we need to wrap up the recording, guys. Um, but um, well done, Steve. Thanks so much for um, coming in. Great training. We even gave everyone a mindset training as well. But please don't lowball this information because you listen to it for free. Um, that is the worst thing you can do because Steve has given us some really, you know, really good of golden nuggets that are going to help you should you implement of course subject to your implementation i've actually just written down a quote here that i'm going to turn into a meme very shortly i'm very quick to go from concept to implementation um but um i think the quote dennis uh, i'm going to put here i'm not going to do it because you said i can't i'm going to do it because i can so uh, i think that's good there's you know um Anyway, thank you. Good thank stuff. you so much, Steve. Thank you, Dennis. And um, take care of everybody. Good luck, Steve. Wherever thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me on. All right. See yeah, you, mate. Thanks thank for having you. Me on, guys. Good seeing you. Bye-bye.